Hello, welcome to What's What with Klutz. I'm Kelly, your host, aka Coach Klutz, and this is a podcast mostly about running and strength training, but also with some life sprinkled in. So, happy to have you here, and let's get into today's episode. Hello, friends. We are back for another week. And if you are not new here, then you know that the past week has been very, 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 very busy for me as we were moving into a new house, uh, which is really exciting. Honestly, it just really sucks to move. (laughs) But now that we are moved into the new house, I kind of have a little more time to be a normal human and to be a coach and a data scientist and a runner and, you know, all the other things that I do. So happy to be back with this podcast episode. Today, I want to talk about all about hiring a coach. So I broke it down into four parts. First, I'm going to address the myths about using a coach then go into reasons you might want to use a coach, then how to choose your coach, and finally, something that I don't think I've heard anyone ever talk about is when it's time to break up with your coach because you may not work with them forever, and realistically, you won't, and there will come a time when you part ways, and that's okay, but let's let's talk about it, you know? So first... When thinking about using a coach, there are really three big myths that I have believed myself or that I've heard others believe. And the first one is that in order to use a coach, you need to be an elite runner or quote unquote, a fast runner. And this is, this is just flat out wrong. Um, First of all, fast is relative, so what's fast to me may not be fast to you or vice versa, and that has literally nothing to do with using a coach. Um, All of my athletes run a variety of paces, and that has no bearing on anything, really. Um, And similarly to being an elite Literally anyone can use a coach and especially beginners because when you're a beginner, it's really common to do too much too soon without the guidance of some sort of plan or a coach and that sets you up for more risk of burnout and injury. So using a coach can be really beneficial for you. The second big myth I've heard is you have to be training for a race, which is just not true. Uh, As runners... A lot of us are training for races, at least for part of the year. But if COVID has taught us anything, I mean, I used to coach last year, a month after COVID started, because I knew I had running goals that were going to come to fruition eventually, not during 2020 because everything was canceled, but I knew I needed to stay consistent, build my base. And with all the stress of the start of the pandemic, I was just not motivated to do it myself. So I hired a coach to tell me what to do and when to do it. And I was not training for any particular race at the time. And similarly, 
I do coach a lot of athletes who are training for a race, but I also coach some athletes who are just wanting to get their consistency up because they used to run a lot and then took a long break and they want help getting back into it. So there are lots of different reasons to use a coach that aren't training for one race. And finally, this is kind of similar to the first myth, but I've heard people think you need to be an experienced runner, whatever that means to everyone, in order to use a coach. And as I mentioned before, beginners can benefit just as much as the experienced runner, if not more. Um, So now that we've got those out of the way, some reasons to use a coach. These are not all-encompassing, but these are the ones that I have heard from people the most or thought about myself the most. So take this list with a grain of salt. The biggest reason I have seen and heard of people wanting to use a coach is for accountability, motivation, and consistency. Many of my athletes started working with me because they wanted someone to keep them accountable to their training help them become more consistent and stay motivated. And accountability can be adhering to your training. If you tend to not follow your training, if someone is not working with you, or in a lot of my athletes' cases, accountability can be making sure that someone is holding you accountable to not doing too much because it's really common with us runners and athletes to try to do everything all the time, which can lead to burnout, injury, and just not liking running anymore. So the role of a coach can be to build your training plan so that you'll follow it and also to build your training plan in a smart way so that you do have that rest and recovery in your plan that you will actually follow. The second reason is a little more intuitive and probably what people think they need as their reason to use a coach, but if you want to improve your speed or distance, that's a good reason to use a coach. Um, So if you want to be faster or run farther than you ever have in the past and you want help building a plan to do that, a coach is a good option. This third reason I feel like many people don't think about, but it's a really good reason to use a coach. So if you are a multi-sport athlete and you want to incorporate multiple sports into your training plan, but you're not entirely sure how to structure your training weeks in an optimal way, or you're just having trouble fitting in all of your activities, maybe you just need a coach to help you plan how to fit running in another sport or sports um, into your schedule and across seasons. So for example, I am primarily running right now, but I also incorporate strength training and climbing into my personal training plan. And many of my athletes are also climbers or they like to ride mountain bikes or hike. And we incorporate all of that into their plan so they can do all of their favorite activities while still working towards their running goals. And this final reason to use a coach is 
really, really, really important and I think underrated. So making less decisions. A lot of us get decision fatigue throughout the day. And if you wait to train until after work, then it can be hard to, if you haven't planned in advance, figure out what you're going to do for training. And then you might just fall into the same routine that isn't really progressing towards your goals. And it can just be stressful making your own training plan if you are also you know, working full-time, have a family, have a lot of stress in other areas of your life. And I'm willing to bet that if you're listening to this, you're busy, like all the time, like all of us. And sometimes deciding how far to run or what workout to do is just too much. And that's when a coach can really, really help. I think what people look for most in a coach is knowledge around what you're looking to be trained in, which is really important. And this most likely will be in the form of certifications or education. So let's get into how to choose a coach. But there are so many coaches out there with the knowledge and education and desire to learn that I personally don't think those are the most important things to look for in a coach. And I think the most important thing in a coach-athlete relationship is trust. So as an athlete, if you don't trust that your coach knows what they're doing or that they know what's best, you probably won't follow your training plan and get to where you want to be. And I don't mean that when something happens and you skip a run, that's not following your training plan. I mean more like when you see your coach scheduled a speed workout, for example, and in your mind you think, "Mm, I don't need to do that, so I'll just go for an easy run today. So if you don't trust your coach and you're kind of just questioning what they're programming for you, then I would say that coach probably isn't a good fit for you. And along with trust, you should look for a coach that you actually like. As a coach, I spend a good amount of time talking to my athletes, getting to know them, and I require a minimum of 12 weeks of working with me if you are one of my athletes. And that's kind of a long time to talk to someone you don't like. (laughs) So it's really important that you and your coach get along, which sounds really basic, but I feel like that is lost a lot. And you can find out if you like your coach through their content on social media, how they talk about things, or just by having a conversation with them um, in their DMs, on a discovery call, or if you know them in person. And if you don't like your coach or their personality, you probably won't like being coached by them. And that's totally fine. Every or each coach isn't for everyone. And I know there are plenty of people that would absolutely hate being coached by me. And that's fine because I probably don't want to coach them. (laughs) But on the flip side, there are also plenty of people who would love working with me. And you just need to find the coach that you mesh with the best. And that will really help your coach-athlete relationship and what you get out of your coaching program. And then finally, this kind of goes along with 
certifications and education around what you're looking to be trained in. But I think it's important to find a coach that likes learning. Um, as a coach, I right now and ever, I won't ever, I don't know everything, but I really like learning. I have a lot of learning to do when it comes to, you know, running training, strength training, pretty much everything I do with my athletes. And it's my job to constantly better myself, to gain more knowledge for my athletes so that they get a better experience as I grow, as they grow, as more science comes out. So looking for a coach that likes to learn, I think is really important. Otherwise, your coach might be stuck in the past. They won't be up with new advancements in the science. And that's not always bad. You know, a lot of the basics are tried and true. They work. But there's always something else to learn out there, you know? Okay, and finally, let's talk about when to break up with your coach. The first tip I have, I guess you'd call that, um, when it just doesn't feel right anymore. And this could be for a number of reasons, and it probably has to do everything with you and what you feel in your gut. So if something I say in this little bullet point doesn't resonate with you, but you still have a feeling like, mm, I don't know if I want to work with this coach anymore, then follow that. But when I've broken up with a coach before, it was because I got injured and I wanted to be able to listen to my body and run when I wanted or felt good instead of following a more rigid training structure. So for me, when I was injured, having planned runs stressed me out more than it helped me because I didn't know if on that day my injury would be better or worse than what it had been in the past. And I also didn't like if I felt really good on a day that I didn't have a planned run that I, in theory, couldn't go running. But this is also a conversation you could have with your coach if you're in this situation and figure out a plan around. But I felt for me, it was best to work on my own at that point. And on the flip side, I've been broken up with as a coach. Um, and I say this jokingly because I will always respect the decisions that my athletes make for what is best for their life at that time. And <laughs> even though I'm phrasing it as being broken up with, um, it was best for my athletes. And I I know that and I support them fully. But when I've been quote unquote broken up with, uh, it's so far been due to injuries and life events. So if working with a coach adds more stress to your life than it takes away, that might be a time to consider breaking up with your coach. And if you're afraid of breaking up with your coach, I promise you they won't take it personally we are humans. We understand that things happen and it's not always the right time to work with a coach. So another time that may be the right time to break up with your coach is when you reach the goal that you hired the coach for. Um, many athletes stop working with a coach once they run their goal race and, you know, that's totally fine. 
But I will say it is also common to say working with a coach after your goal race so that you still have someone guiding your training. As a runner, I'm sure you're going to run more than one race in your running career. So working with a coach long term is a huge plus. The longer you work with a coach, the better they know you and your training and can tailor the training to you and really help you progress. And running is a long-term sport and it takes, I mean, if you're a true beginner, you will see some progress at the beginning, but it takes, it can take years to see the progress that you want and just to keep building up your training. So working with a coach long-term can really help. But if you just want a coach for a certain race, then that's totally fine too. And my last tip for when to break up with the coach is, or could be, when you want to switch gears. So not everyone wants to train for running year-round. And honestly, it's really healthy not to train for one sport year-round. And if you are a multi-sport athlete and you want to spend half of the year focusing on another sport, like climbing, for example, and you want to work with a coach for that sport as well, it might make sense for you to stop working with your running coach to work with that other coach for half of the year. Unless you can't afford to work with two coaches at once and then you keep up your running and working on that other sport at the same time. But you could also get guidance from your running coach on how to maintain your base while working on your other sport until you come back to running in the future. So just some food for thought for you. Hopefully this episode helps you if you're considering hiring or breaking up with a coach for running or for any other sport. And if you've been interested in working with me, I have some cool ideas coming down the pipeline this year. This is not set in stone at all, except for this first one. But so far I'm working on Ready to Run, which is my beginner running program that will be self-directed for those of you getting into or back into running, which I'm hoping will come out next month. Right now it's June. So July is my goal. We will see if that happens. Uh, Later this year, I'm planning on starting one-on-one strength training coaching, which I'm really excited about since you all know I passed my CSCS exam last month now. (laughs) So planning on using that soon. And then this last idea just came up with the other day, thanks to my current athletes. At the end of the year, I'm considering running a 50K group training program for the Zion 50K, which is in April of 22. And I just think that would be so much fun. So I think I have to do it. But more details on that to come later. And along with those ideas that are coming soon, I do have a couple spots for one-on-one running coaching opening up in a week or so. And if you're interested in any of these, make sure you're on my email list so you're the first to know. And if you're not on my email list, send me a message or send me an email and I will add you. So I hope you all have a lovely Wednesday and I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you. 
Hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode, and if you did, please leave a rating, review, and subscribe to help others find this podcast. And if you want to connect further, you can find me on Instagram at coachingklutz, online at www.coachingklutz.com, or send me an email at kelly at coachingklutz.com. Thanks for listening.